0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome
1: into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Off from a short hiatus, but it's the eve of the NFL draft. I'm Paul Catalina, bringing you a lot of stuff today from a lot of different Dallas Cowboys experts. We'll have some things I hit up with David Hellman and Mickey Spagnuolo of DallasCowboys.com, plus John Machota of The Athletic. Of course, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. A lot to talk about when it comes to the draft. A lot to talk about, but the first thing I want to talk about is the retirement of Sean Lee. Uh, this is huge for the Cowboys in that uh, this was a guy for 11 years, was kind of the heart and soul of their defense, not only maybe the best player for many of those years, but Emotionally, mentally, an unbelievable player. One of my favorite interviews uh, to do uh, was always to talk to Sean Lee. He was so ridiculously cerebral, but also very funny. Uh, Really the heart of that team. Uh, I'm going to make a prediction right now. You will not be surprised to see Sean Lee on that coaching staff soon. And Sean Lee might wind up being the head coach uh, of the Cowboys one day or the head coach in the NFL. He's got that kind of football mind. All right, to the draft. That's what everybody wants to talk. About this week. That's why you're here and tuning in. The NFL draft is upon us Thursday night from Cleveland, and I'll have updates Thursday, short update after the draft, uh, Friday, uh, an update after the draft, and of course, uh, we'll wrap it up on Saturday. Probably get Orlando Skandrick back in here uh, to uh, wrap up what the Cowboys did and give his thoughts as well moving forward. Now, uh, free agency wasn't, you know, a crazy big boon for the Cowboys. I mean, they, it's not what they do. You know, they brought in guys like Keanu Neal and Demonte KZ and, you know, nothing that should, you know, rock anybody's world. Uh, in, in free agency. That's, that's not really what their focus is. They're, uh, a, a team that's trying to build for the draft and, you know, without a, a tremendous amount of cap room, you know, they weren't going to do anything big anyway. And of course, free agency, the big thing for the Cowboys this year was getting the Dak Prescott deal done. And that shapes this whole draft going forward. The Dak Prescott deal is done. So since that's done, everything moving forward can be about what the Cowboys truly need on defense, on defense, on defense. And then maybe you talk about offensive tackle. Maybe you talk about running back. Maybe you talk about tight end. But defense, defense, defense needs to be the focus of this draft. And I'm not saying that it needs to be the focus of this draft right at the front, at number 10. Number 10 needs to be the best player available, and that's usually what the Cowboys do. But there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about Jerry Jones is in love with Kyle Pitts. Jerry Jones loves Kyle Pitts. Well, maybe he does. I'm sure everybody, every GM in the NFL should probably love Kyle Pitts. He is a very singular talent, the tight end out of Florida, who can do a lot of things. He's almost kind of a wide receiver. So I don't think you know, it would be crazy to see the Cowboys draft Kyle Pitts, but I don't see them trading up to do it. To me, it's just not it's not feasible for them to do that. It wouldn't make sense. They have a lot of picks. They have a lot of needs. And the kind of scenario that have to go up and get him is probably to four with Atlanta. And to move up six spots, you usually have to kind of go nuts on what you're giving away for next season. And I, I don't think that the Cowboys are in a position to just willy-nilly throw draft picks away. I asked David Hellman of DallasCowboys.com if – there was a reasonable trade-up scenario that he could see. Do you see a reasonable trade-up scenario with them?
2: No, not really. And, and to Jerry Jones's credit, I just said, you know, they love not to tell the truth, but, uh, you know, Jerry, Jerry kind of alluded to that. He said, look, if you're going up in the top ten, it's probably for a quarterback, and we don't need a quarterback. And he was specifically asked about Kyle Pitts, who, you know, everybody is, is talking about this guy and for good reason. Uh, but I'm just not convinced it makes sense for a team with such a loaded offense to be giving away assets to move up for another offensive skill player. Um, and I think the Cowboys agree. So really hard to imagine that happening, um, considering that it's a good bet that, that a lot of the defensive talent in this draft is, is probably going to fall to them, you know, closer to 10.
1: See, so there you have it. What What's reasonable for them to, to go up and get Kyle Pitts? And, and, of course, everybody loves to throw that out. And one of the things I've learned over, you know, 15 years of covering the NFL now, nothing you hear on draft week is true. So when you hear people, oh, Jerry Jones is in love with Kyle Pitts and he's going to trade up to get him, that could be other personnel people throwing that out there because they want the rumors in there. I'm not sure. If NFL people believe anything that any of them say during draft week, it's it's just nuts. You should not believe anything. Look, if you listen to Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers about what they had planned at three, we like five quarterbacks. Do they really like five quarterbacks? I'm sure they like three. They might be okay with two, but the reason they got to three was... They like three quarterbacks. So whatever three one of those three quarterbacks fall to them, they're fine with. If they liked five quarterbacks, they maybe would have tried to trade to five and maybe had to give up a little bit less than they did to get up. So when they say they like five quarterbacks and they're okay with whatever one of those five, well, they went up to three for a reason. They went up and did that with the Dolphins for a reason. So, again, you can't just discount or you can't really count on anything that NFL GMs and head coaches say coming up to the draft. They love everybody. They don't hate anybody. You know, everybody's impressive to them. It's all subterfuge. It's really quite remarkable. I want to go back to something I mentioned earlier about free agency. I I don't think you can expect at all, considering that one- and two-year deals are what they signed to most of these players for that to affect the draft at all. And that was stop gaps. And and look, if KZ and Neil, if all those guys work out, then great. You know, that, that'll be awesome for the Cowboys. If all the guys they sign in free agency and the people they pick in for free agency after the draft will be on one or two year deals. If those guys work out, great. But they're essentially right now looked at as stop gaps to what happens in the draft. And Mickey Spagnola, DallasCowboys.com told me as much. Mickey, how much do you expect the – I mean, because they're all one-year deals, but the Keanu Neal, Devontae KZ, and all that to affect how aggressive they get with certain positions with those guys?
3: Uh, Yeah, I don't think you can – yeah, I don't think you can count on it's like, oh, well, this guy's going to really play well, you know, this year, and we're going to try and re-sign him next year. I don't think you can look at it this way. I think you have to look at it. It's a one-year deal, uh, and this draft is not just about 2021. Uh, it's about 22 23 and 24. Uh, so yeah I, I don't think you can say well you know what i signed all these safeties uh, and and now i don't need one well there's nothing wrong with taking one you know maybe not the first day but the second day you know the same thing with offensive tackle you know you may not need a starter this year uh, and i'm assuming because they they restructured the contracts of Tyron Smith and Lael Collins that they feel pretty good about those guys returning from the injuries and the surgeries they had last year that you don't need a walk-in offensive tackle, but third, fourth round, why not? Uh, One of the problems this team has had is the backup swing tackle. You know, and I know they signed the guy, but it's a one-year deal, right? What if I get a young guy uh, that could step in and be my backup swing tackle, maybe help me at guard? And in two or three years, he's, he's ready to start. I got no problem spending a third-round pick on that, uh, especially, as I said, uh, the problems they've had trying to find that backup tackle when last year they had to rely on two guys to start the majority of the games at tackle, and only one of them had played two games in the NFL previously.
1: So don't expect what they did in a free agency to – change anything they're going to do on Thursday. In spite of some of the silly moves the Cowboys have made over the years, they've always been pretty smart about free agency. Free agency can kind of be fool's gold. You know, outside of, you know, Charles Haley, Deion Sanders, you can make an argument for Leroy Glover, who even though in some dark times was their best player, free agency is not something the Cowboys have ever been super successful in or trades for wide receivers. Those those normally don't work out for the Cowboys, uh, as we've seen. This is the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. Support for our podcast is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes. Now look, I, uh, I'm i a big uh, proponent of CBD. I've used it a lot. I've used the Just Live stuff a lot. Uh, I uh, I love it for sleep particularly for me, sleep and stress. Uh, One of the things, you go to bed, you have a million things going on in your head. Oh, my gosh, you just a billion things running through your head. With the CBD gummies or the CBD sleep formula or whatever you're going to use from Just Live, uh, it helps you kind of quiet your mind. You just go to sleep. Same thing with stress. Man, you're stressed out, things running through your head, running through your head, things you can't do anything about, they can do that. That's why Just Live came out with their new CBD. CBD gummy line, they have six different flavors and functions including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're vegan and low sugar, and Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product they could trust and could stand behind. If you need support with sleep, focus, energy, or stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their new gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from. Instead of choosing just one, visit justlive.com and use Capo... And use code SUPPORT to get buy one, get one free. Buy one, get one free of the new gummies line with code SUPPORT at justlive.com. That's buy one, get one free at justlive.com. Use code SUPPORT. All right, back to the draft. Now, I, I think there are some reasonable trade back scenarios when it comes to the Cowboys at 10. There are three quarterbacks we know for sure they're going to go off the board one, two, three. We don't know what the Atlanta Falcons are going to do. We don't know who behind that top 10 is going to be motivated to get in, like maybe the Patriots, who have right now Cam Newton on a one-year deal again at quarterback, Jared Stidham at quarterback, and not much you know, direction for the future there. And you know Bill Belichick doesn't like being where he was that year behind. So the Patriots at 15 – are kind of interesting. The Washington football team at 19 is kind of interesting in that you know they don't necessarily have the quarterback of the future uh, on their roster right now. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is their starter going in. He's not the quarterback of the future. He's the quarterback of the right now. So what do they do? What teams are motivated to trade up into the top 10? And I asked... John Machoda, Mickey Spagnola, and David Hellman, all those questions. And first, let's hear from John Machota on what he thinks could happen with that trade scenario. Okay, I'm going to give you a scenario. Pick number nine goes off the board, and four of the five quarterbacks have been drafted. Do the Cowboys keep the tenth pick or trade it down?
4: You know, it's a great that's a great scenario because of the fact that. I could I could really see that happening. The, the key to it all, I think, I it, 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 have to know who that that fifth quarterback is because I feel like in a lot of these mock drafts that have been coming out lately that that guy's been Justin Fields. And if Justin Fields is there, I think he's the type of talent that you could get a New England from 15 or uh, a, a Chicago from from 20. Heck, maybe even Washington from I think 19 to, to come up there. I mean, that was that that's. That, I just don't know that everyone's going to feel that those teams I just mentioned. I don't know if they're going to be willing to give up what it's going to take. If the quarterback we're talking about is Mac Jones, they might sit there and be like, yeah, let's wait this one out. There's a lot of smoke screens going about Mac Jones going three. Obviously he's already fallen to nine. Uh, Let's see if let's, let's try our luck and maybe him falling a little bit more if they're interested in him, but Justin Fields and maybe even Trey Lance. If if one of those two guys was that quarterback in the scenario, you just said, I think it would get interesting. And if that's the case, I it would all come down to what the, what the offer is from that other team and then how much the Cowboys love whoever's still on the board. I mean, let's say in that scenario that Penny Sewell is still there. I think they would just take Penny Sewell. I don't think they would trade back unless it was just some, you know, crazy offer. Uh, and then they might feel just as strongly about Patrick Sertan if he's still there and they might just be like, no, we want to just get our guy. But again, that all comes down to what, what someone's offering you. If you're going to get multiple first round picks out of it, you know, I mean, you're going to be, you're going to be willing to listen.
1: That's John Machoda of The Athletic. I also asked him kind of an interesting question about opt-out players. You think about need at linebacker, which they have now, especially since Sean Lee is gone. Maybe Micah Parsons is somebody, and I don't know if he creeps into the top 10 because of his opt-out, but a year ago he would have been a surefire top 10 pick had he been able to come out then based on the buzz that was around him. So the Cowboys have never had a problem drafting injured players, so would they have a problem drafting Opt-out players. Here's what the Athletics John Machota had to say about that. John, I might be reaching here, and this is just a wild assumption, but given the fact that the Cowboys have had no problem drafting injured players in the past, do you see them having any problem with opt-out guys?
4: I don't. I, I really don't. And, and here's the thing: like, I do think that there will be teams that, if they do, they won't say it publicly. But I, but if there's like two guys that are really close on their board, uh, I could see that maybe being something that factors in. I don't think it will be an issue for the Cowboys. You know, like you mentioned, they've been willing to draft guys relatively high second round that, you know, like a Jalen Smith that you don't even know if you're going to get anything from immediately and not even know when you're going to get something from them. Guys like Randy Gregory, who uh, it's because of the talent, you know, they're willing to take the gamble there. And, and so, for example, let's say like a, a Caleb Farley was the fall to them in the second round. And let's say they didn't take Sertan in the first and they were still looking for a corner. Like him not playing last year him having the back issue, as long as the doctors say that, you know, they expect him to return to full strength, even though you're going to be going, to, he's not expected to return whenever he is, whatever team does draft Caleb Farley, he's not expected to participate in anything until training camp at the earliest. So I, I don't think that that, I still, the Cowboys are a team, I don't think that that would bother them. If they think that the upside's there and that this is a player that could be, you know, a franchise type player and be in the organization as a starter for five, 10 plus years. They're gonna, they, they would take the chance on them regardless if they played last year or not.
1: Okay, let's get Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com's view on the trade-back scenario. Again, the scenario, four quarterbacks are gone, or maybe just three. There could be two still sitting out there, but not all the quarterback bodies have been taken in the draft. What do the Cowboys do at 10 if a motivated team is up there to get them? At nine or at nine, a quarterback, the there's four quarterbacks gone. The night team doesn't take a quarterback. and one of those that fifth quarterback is still sitting out there. Do the Cowboys trade back or do they stay put?
3: Yeah mine is how much somebody wants to give it to them. Yeah, I think if it's if it's, uh, you know the price you pay for a quarterback, meaning there's a first rounder involved somewhere, not just your pick this year. Uh, But maybe next year and at least the second, uh, if I'm not dropping back more than two, three spots, uh, I'd have to seriously consider it. Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, and I think, Paul, that that 10th spot, some pretty high real estate, uh, because just as you said, there might be a team or two, by the way, that's interested in a in a quarterback. You know, somebody might be interested in one of those offensive tackles if they should slide or one of the wide receivers if they should slide or what if uh, the tight end pit slides and somebody just has to have them. Uh, you know, I think the Cowboys can hold them ransom uh, and say, okay, i got to have this to give up my 10th pick. Uh, but if you do it, you've got to do it knowing that there's about three guys on the board Uh, Well, first of all, you got to know what that team's taken, right? And then you got to figure. I got three guys on the board that I'd be happy with either one of them uh, if if they landed in my lap by trading down.
1: So yeah, the Cowboys could be extremely motivated to trade and pick up draft picks. And again, you know, is Patrick Sertan still there? Is that the guy that they really want? Um, Do they really want him? Do they, does JC horn is who is the defensive back or offensive tackle or the best player they want still there could they still be there at 15 you know do you really take that chance if somebody comes in yeah you know I I could really see the Cowboys doing it and trading back but here's David Hellman with a team to look at that's two picks above the Cowboys and they're kind of a wild card based on the things they've done in this offseason in the Carolina Panthers. David, do you expect that 8 9 10 region to be kind of a, you know, uh, you know, the the kind of dealer's choice of, you know, which of those teams may may deal back because none of them really particularly need quarterbacks and I guess you could make an argument for the Broncos, but but they all there are teams behind them that could be motivated to get there at that point.
2: Well, I honestly, I don't think you can rule out the Panthers. I know they traded for Sam Darnold, but you know, it's not like Sam Darnold is this proven commodity that you have to build around. Uh, and they've, you know, they've got trade assets and, you know, in terms of still having Teddy Bridgewater kicking around and it you know, all of the smoke coming out of Carolina this offseason season has been that their new owner is desperate to have, you know, a face of the franchise quarterback. So, you know, if the situation presented itself, I don't think you can write that off, but, um, Carolina honestly scares me if I'm a Cowboys fan for a variety of reasons. It seems like their needs really line up a lot with what the Cowboys want. You know, they need offensive line help so they could take one of those offensive tackles off the board. Their cornerback depth chart is really not great either. So, you know, we love to say that the Cowboys are going to have their choice between J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan. I'm not convinced that's true. I think somebody like a Carolina could maybe take them at eight. Um, so that's, that's really where it gets scary for me. Like picks one through six, I feel like everybody's got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen there. But uh, seven, eight, nine, and, yeah, you mentioned somebody could trade up into that spot if they feel strongly about a guy. Those three picks uh, before the Cowboys come up, 7, 8, 9, kind of worry me if I'm trying to make sure I get my guy.
1: So there you have it. The Carolina Panthers, interesting when it comes to this draft. They're sitting there two spots ahead of the Cowboys, like David said. They've got a lot of similar needs, so they could really kind of wreck shop, especially if they trade back, if they, you know, that could create a scenario that's good for the Cowboys. If they trade out and somebody trades in to get a quarterback, then somebody's, probably going to follow the Cowboys that they need, or they could stand pat Sam Darnold could be their quarterback of the future, or they, at least the next two years, and they could see how that goes and move on. Not sure what Matt rule and staff have planned there in Carolina, new GM coaching staff's only a year in ready to make a splash. Looked like they had something going on at the end of that year. And look, I, covering Baylor athletics like I do for SIGM365.com and SIGM365 Radio, believe me, I know Matt Rule very well. And he is someone who takes a very measured approach to everything he does and is a builder and really – Has that shrewd football mind. So it would not surprise me uh, to see them do something, you know, maybe a little outside the box there at 8 that could wreck the Cowboys at 10 or that could help the Cowboys at 10. You never know. And the draft, as we know, is a crap shoot anyway. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Believe in the Cowboys podcast. Uh, When the Cowboys make that pick, whether it's J.C. Horn or Patrick Sertan II or Rashawn Slater or Penny uh, Penny Sewell, whoever it is, Uh, I will do a short primer uh, for Friday. I'll do it on Thursday night, so it'll be posted so you can listen to my thoughts on the draft right after the Cowboys make the 10th pick. We'll break it down for you uh, here on the Believe in the Cowboys podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the network for professional podcasters. Talk to you soon, everybody.